Hello, welcome to episode 370 of the award-winning Ferg on the Freak podcast. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always as a glorious League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Going pretty well, Andrew. I saw a um, video on Netflix. There's actually a movie, they call it these days. And one wow. of the they've got these tags that are below, like the synopsis of it. Mm. And one of them on a certain um, movie said cerebral. And I thought that sounds like our podcast. It's very cerebral. Cerebral, yeah, very mm. brain something. Yeah, brainy, uh, head meaty. Mm. Yeah, I like head meat. Yeah, head meat's good. It's what we store all of our thoughts and feelings in, is our meat in our head. That's right. Um, yeah, it's very much like the podcast. Very, uh, very intellectual way to start the year. It really is. It really is. Well, 2022, we want to kick off in a big way. And so I thought we should talk about some of my thoughts about NRL clubs coming into this year and, you know, some general almost predictions looking into the, you know, what do they call it? The fucking crystal ball. I thought that we do that for the first episode. Yeah, I think the crystal ball gets too much of a good run. I'd like the the ball for looking into the future to be made of something other than crystal. What would you because make? Look, I mean, let, well, look, let, let's be honest, okay. A lot of people look into the crystal ball. Yeah. But, but their visions are not crystal clear. Yes. So why make the ball crystal clear if the visions aren't crystal clear? So I'm thinking maybe the ball should be something that's not crystal clear. Maybe a marble ball. Yeah. Or you could have a – what if you had a crystal ball but you pumped something into it that was opaque? Mm, that could work. The the opaque crystal ball. Yeah. This is, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, well, you know. We're, we've already taken this to a new level, this podcast. It's all downhill yeah. from here. Exactly. Anyway, should we get stuck into it? Because I, well, I made you not look at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, on, as, <laughs> which meant I actually had to do fucking work today. Yeah. I usually just sit in a corner somewhere where no one can see me, just sit there scrolling through Twitter for hours. Just fucking bludging. Yeah, but now I had to do work. I was like, oh, this is what it's like to actually earn money. Ugh. Yuck. <laughs> okay. So I, I went through on Twitter and I basically tried to touch base with all 16 NRL clubs with some of my tweets. And uh, I actually started off with the West Tigers. I was going to say, first up, were they well-received? <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> Some of them were better received than others, let's put it that way. So uh, w- with 2022 just being underway, we're weeks away from the West Tigers starting their player recruitment for the season 2022. Well, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Actually, you know what I saw today from the West Tigers? mm They've announced, or they, they put out a video of their new centre of excellence. Oh, really? What yeah. did it look like? Well, I'll tell you what it looked like. The whole thing was entirely CGI. Oh. So okay. I was going to reply and say, but I thought I'd say for the podcast, um, it's not exactly new if the fucking thing hasn't been built yet. That's true. It's still nothing. Yeah. Furthermore, they've built it on Concord Oval. Mm-hmm. Oval. Have you seen the shape of the ground? 
It's a fucking rectangle. Yeah, it's definitely a rectangle. 100%. Yeah. Stop calling it an oval. There's nothing oval-shaped about it at all. Um, within it's like Leichhardt Oval, really. Well, Leichhardt Oval is a bit of a weird shape. It's kind of square more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> square yeah. with rounded corners. Square-ish. But um, in the first, I don't know, 45 seconds of this three-minute-long, very long, drawn-out video, mm-hmm. um, it showed us that they had um, reception. Mm-hmm. and doors for players to walk through. And I went, mm-hmm. wow, this is excellent. Well, you've got to be able to receive, don't you? That's it. There was something else they had as well. Oh, that's all right. Um, people outside. Oh, um, really? Just hanging around outside? Just loitering. It's uh, when you go there, it, it's the weirdest place to get to because you can't you can't go there and visit it on, from the main road, you have to go around the back of it, and it's a lot of little back roads and things like that to get into there. And uh, I don't know why you would visit it unless you were a West Tigers player. Uh, I think they're using the theory that anything excellent needs to be entered from behind. Yeah, well, you know, I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I can say that doesn't lead us to re-recording the start of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So I, I do like your point, though, that it is the start of their recruitment drive. I wonder who they're going to pick up first. Well, doesn't Blake Ferguson feel like a West Tiger in waiting? No, because he's already done the dumb shit. Like oh, he, if he was smart, he would have uh, he would have held off until he signed the contract with the Tigers. Then he does the dumb shit. Andrew, first of all, it's not his go. Okay. Second of all, who hasn't flown out of Japan and done a little bit of blow, started fight? I mean, it's kind of what you do. It's tradition, isn't it? Well, it's, allegedly, uh, allegedly, but, by the way. Yeah. When when the news broke that um, Blake Ferguson allegedly got caught with something that Michael Gordon sold him, um, allegedly. All the news media outlets were going on about how he's an ex-NRL player, and I thought, why would you call him an ex-NRL player when he's a current rugby union player? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I mentioned that on social media, and quite a few – well, I can't say quite a few. The three or four rugby union fans that still exist in Australia got a bit cranky about it. Mm-hmm. So I just said, eh, they, they bite they bite faster than the, uh, <laughs> than the rugby union did – when it came to, you know, aligning themselves with the uh, the Nazi collaborators to try and delete rugby league, and a few of them didn't like that. All right, I'm just talking facts. Yeah, it's just fact. Well, that's all we do, isn't it? We just talk facts, and you were just you were spitting fire at them, and they didn't like it. I was, I was, I'll be honest. I was poking the bear a little bit just to see what would happen. Mostly <laughs> because I wanted to see if there was actually a bear there. <laughs> Well, you know, and there isn't really in Australia anymore. No, it's hilarious. No. But, you know, at Rugby Union, it's Hitler's game. And it is. Hitler was a big fan of it. Hitler enjoyed Rugby Union. And Hitler felt that Rugby Union really aligned with all of his ideals. And I think that that's, that was proven by history. Yeah, history's pretty much made that clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of history, second team, yeah. uh, 
the St. George Illawarra Dragons need results to go their way, but remain a mathematical chance of making the 2020 NRL final series. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, the other thing they're going to do, yeah, they're going to buy every other shithouse off-cast player they can find. Yes. Because they've been doing that hard all off-season. Oh, haven't they just? They're, Have they had know, the worst recruitment season, like, as far as retention and recruitment goes in the modern day? Yeah. It's been atrocious. It really has. Um, it's like they somehow they got older and worse at the same time. It's really quite impressive. Yeah, how did they go from two years ago having probably one of the best, most versatile forward packs to just being whatever it is now? The yeah, only thing that like- saved their ass a little bit is Corey Norman decided to retire. He wasn't pushed. He just went, yeah, you know, I... I I don't even want to be with this side anymore. Yeah, he's, he's just like, I'm sick of this shit, man. Yeah, they forced me into it. So the next one. David Fafita... Uh, sorry, let me start again. David Fafita vows to repay the Gold Coast Titans' faith in him in 2022. Not the money, though. He's keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the same as the one that we, they had for the five years before him, but just replaced Ash Taylor with David Vafita. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Okay, the next one. The Bulldogs are excited for the start of the 2022 season. Everyone else's players are expected to shine for them this year. <laughs> Bread not bought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't you love to wear one of those T-shirts to one of their games? One of the oh, yeah. oh. See what though, at least they have got their recruitment right compared to St George's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Fred <laughs> yeah. Norport. The uh, the Canberra the Canberra Raiders are making no excuses in 2022. Not injuries or losing players who are homesick or referee calls going against them or disrespectful opponents or rules that should be changed. Nope, no excuses. <laughs> They're sticking by it this year. Yep, yep. They're gonna. There's just no excuses for them this year. That's, that's good. That's good. I'm glad Ricky's uh, Ricky's putting them on the straight and narrow this year. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the mighty Penrith Panthers are looking to go back to back and retain whatever remains of the trophy in 2022. Yeah, they've got they've got to find um, Proven's finger. Yes. And I think there was a chip off Arthur Summons's foot somewhere. They're gonna they've got to find him. Well, you know, when you start treating the NRL trophy like it's a, you know, an old car that got stolen and burnt out, it's, it's you know, it's a bit of a problem. Um, here's a different right. one. Uh, celebrating their 100th year since they were last relevant, the North Sydney Bears launch a bid to enter the NRL again in 2020. No way. Yeah. yeah. You, know, I was, you know, I was thinking the last time they – could claim that they were any good. Betty White was born, and now she's dead. So, she was the last person to actually see them win a premiership. Uh, yeah, she would have been a baby. She would yeah. have been, you know, but still, counts. Yeah. How about her comedic timing? I saw a headline about her saying um, she, was, she said that Ryan Reynolds needs to get over his obsession with her, and then she died straight away. I thought that that was pretty... Didn't even give him the chance. Yeah, exactly. He's got to live with that now. 
the Brisbane Broncos going to 2022 claiming that anything less than a finals berth will be a failure, preparing their fans for the worst well in advance. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. i tell you what, if, if we had gone back about six or seven years, that would have been a West Tigers one. Yeah, true. They gave up, though. <laughs> they, they rolled that one out every fucking year. And they, they just, after all, they went, you know what? I don't think our fan base is buying that shit anymore. Yeah. At some point, it just becomes like, yeah, I've heard it before. Let's just um, go with the let's just go with the center of excellence. We'll see how long we can get, how much mileage we get out of that one. And a new era. Oh, the new era here. Yeah. I can't wait to see the new era start. Um, the, new era. the the North Queensland Cowboys look to revolutionise their style of play in 2022 by playing their best player even less than they did last season. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was really some that was some cerebral shit, wasn't it? Oh, that was that was real cerebral. Um, I'm wondering if they were going to start playing maybe at centre or on the wing or something like that, just a bit, you know, spice things up a bit. Imagine the kick returns. Well, remember when Matthew Elliott played Frank Pritchard, who's been sick recently. Uh, yeah. He's still, apparently, he's doing better, which is good. He went into a coma with COVID. I hear he's he's come out of the coma and he's uh, he is on the mend. Yeah, which is good here. But uh, Matthew Elliott played him at five eighth once for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon Toddy Payton might be thinking to himself, "I've seen that Brian too. Oh, guy doing some unbelievable <laughs> kick returns. Imagine if he was the size of Jason Tormalolo. Actually, I've got a Jason Tormalolo. <laughs> I might put him on the wing." And just start every set from a Tormalolo kick return. And if we think about it, if Tormalolo plays on the wing just for kick returns, mm. I won't touch him. Exactly. Can you imagine if, like, if they said, look, we're playing him at fullback, all right? And weirdly, he was just an amazing fullback. His positioning was spot on, great under the high ball. Like, his runbacks wouldn't be a problem because he's a, he's a monster. It would be weird, hey. Imagine if you're if you're a centre or, or a winger, okay, and you've made a break and you're running down the field and you're going, just got the football. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Crunch. Okay, so the next one. In 2022, the Melbourne Storm are out to prove the club does not have a culture problem. They can stop any time they want. <laughs> That's a subtle one, that one, but still. <laughs> It grows one. on you. It grows yeah. on you. Yeah. Uh, in 2022, the Sydney Roosters will be putting safety first, introducing social distancing at all home games from 1983 onwards. <laughs> and do you know how, how far they're going to have them socially distanced? How far? About 450 metres per person. Nice. (laughs) You don't want to catch this COVID. It's very, very easily transmissible. It's it's almost as bad as the flu. Um, Okay. After years of failure, the Parramatta Eels enter the 2022 season with contract upgrades and extensions for everyone responsible. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I thought Parramatta would have had one of... um, Insert name here is the next Peter Sterling. Ah, uh, yeah, I could have done that. I was trying to think of Jacob, one to do... Jacob Arthur. Jacob Arthur. <laughs> I was trying to think of one to do with um, 
Mitch Moses. But, yeah. Uh, and like it was, it was along the lines of uh, Mitch Moses is looking to take his game to the next level to signs with Bulldogs for 2023. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought, you know, it's just too wordy and stuff, but I thought that one was all right. <clears throat> okay. Very next good. one. The Manly Seagulls look to regain their place as the team opposition fans are indifferent about in 2022. Who gives a shit about Manly? Fucking, That's true. Fucking irrelevant. See, I think what's going to happen with Manly this year is they're going to have people saying they're just a one-man team. Yeah. So for the next two or three years, it's all going to be, a, we're going to prove that we're not a one-man team before spending the entire season proving that they are a one-man team. That they're a one-man team. Um, in 2022, the Cronulla Sharks plans to head home, hit a snag, as West Australia keeps its border restrictions in place. <laughs> That's good. Uh, in 2022, the New Zealand Warriors vow to switch codes if they are ever forced to stay in Gosford again. Can't blame them. Yeah, fuck Gosford. <laughs> Why would they do that to them? Two years. I mean, they've done so much for for the NRL. Yeah, we can't we can't give them somewhere better to stay. Seriously, Just anywhere better, anywhere's better than Gosford. We sent them to fucking Tamworth and Gosford. We should be celebrating these people for the work they've done and what the sacrifices they've made. Not send them to fucking Tamworth and Gosford. Come on. Here's one you'll like. The 2022 season is an historic one for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, marking their 20th season in the competition. <laughs> Uh, that upset some South fans, hey? No way, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, so you, the other one you could have done, if you wouldn't upset some fans, you just say the Dragons are going to be pursuing their second ever premiership. Ah, oh, oh, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, because they, they yeah. do get a bit out of, bent out of shape over that one. Ah, oh, damn, maybe I can put that one out there during... Or maybe you just make Illawarra Steelers chasing their 20th title. You, what you should do, you should do that. <laughs> I've, I've been down that path before. <laughs> I have people uh, tell me I need to change things on the website. I'm like, no. It's or I'll tell you what, I'll change it. If you can do it yourself, you can change it. Yeah. I'm changing shit. <laughs> the Redcliffe Dolphins entered the 2022 season with a list of star players they're looking to recruit, Ash Taylor is ready. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like a move that's going to happen, eh? It feels inevitable. <clears throat> In 2022, the NRL has vowed there will be no more rule changes. They will, however, make multiple policing actions. <laughs> I do like a good policing action. <laughs> that's one that's a little bit of a history buffs will think that that's funnier than most uh, other people. Yes, they're, they're quite fond of the policing actions. Yeah, yeah. They've I, had different different phrases for it over the years, but it's always been something about policing instead of uh, we don't want to call it a rule change because every now and then you you do get these periods where there's been too many rule changes in quick succession, mm-hmm. and rule change becomes a dirty word. Mm-hmm. Or dirty phrase. So they go, let's let's find a workaround that says the same thing but doesn't sound the same. Policing action. Policing. We're going to have a crackdown. That's another good one. Yeah. Uh, or uh, uh, the way the rule is interpreted. Yeah, that's another good one. 
Um, I actually that I was actually inspired by that when I saw there was a former referee liked one of the tweets, and I thought I'll give the referee one. So, yeah, why not? Uh, in 2022, Channel Nine begins a new era in broadcasting the game. It's exactly like the old one, except they pay less money to the NRL. <laughs> Sounds a bit like the West Tigers' new era. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and I think that's all the NRL clubs. I didn't miss out anyone, did I? Did you get the Knights? No, we didn't do the Knights, eh? I forgot Maybe. about the Knights. Like, well, yeah, I, I, good. I, I saw some news about the Knights today, and that was that um, they're trying to hire Caelan Ponga's dad for something. I as a consultant or some shit. And I went, yeah. wow. If I was if I was his dad, I'd be holding out for the biggest payday you can ever possibly find. Yeah, well, like, yeah, you know what? Recluse put in a pretty good deal for me, where I just turn up and just drink piss, and they're going to pay me a million dollars a week <laughs> to do that. You're going to have to top that, otherwise, Kalen and me, mate, we're going, we're going to Redcliffe, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fine, well, we'll give you a million dollars a week, and all you got to do, and we'll 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 even give you the free drinks. That sounds very West Tigerish, though, where you, you just know that the NRL is going to get on the phone and say, hey, um, that's kind of not really allowed. That's that kind the, of a salary cap get around. What the West Tigers would do is that they would, they'd have, they'd get Caelan Ponga by an absolute fluke. Mm. They'd then have to, they'd, they'd then sign his dad on more money than what they signed Caelan Ponga for. And then they'd make his dad play and leave Ponga on the bench or make him play reserves. <laughs> Well, it's like uh, English clubs used to get the the Australian players over there and then give their wives or their girlfriends or whoever a, a massive salary to do something really ridiculously small. So, laundry. hey, like laundry. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they, they were you can wash massive. the socks, dear. Okay, here's your three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing that you didn't see because you weren't allowed on Twitter, was uh, when I said I, I posted a tweet that had the Penrith Panthers um, father-son geniuses with the NRL trophy or before it was um, taken apart systematically. Before they destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, before it the melted. brazen violence and disrespect for the game. Exactly. They got yeah. some money for that at, like, one of those uh, – what are they called? You know, you take all your fucking copper pipes oh, and shit cash, like that. Cash converters. Not cash converters. <laughs> what the fuck you do? Turn up your yeah, cash converters. That's more Penrith than anything else is cash converters. Anyway. Hey, mate, I just need I just need like 20 bucks. Can you take this thing off my hands? It's a bit dinged up, but it should be all right. When you, get, when you go to a scrap metal place and you say, oh, I've got some copper here, and they say, why is it a giant roll that says Telstra on the side of it? Where'd you get this? It's like, man, it fell off the back of a truck. It belongs, trust me. We can only give you 15 bucks for it, mate. It's got this big lump of wood it's stuck on. We can't do anything with that. Exactly. So uh, I, I was talking about how Penrith are the world champions. And uh, there were a bunch of people that didn't really like that. I don't, didn't know why. didn't really understand it. And it ended up that some of these people were St. Helens fans. And I found it weird because, like, their club – and let, let me clear something up, too. I never called them yellow belly cowards without a spine. I would never do that, okay? You never called St. Helens that? No. I would never call St. Helens a bunch of yellow belly cowards with no spine because – No I spine? No spine whatsoever. 
and and because somebody said that I'd said that on Twitter, and I never said that. I just wanted to clear that up. But um, I I found that St Helens fans got upset when I started mentioning all of the Super League clubs that were very happy to travel to Australia in Wigan. They did it, yeah. uh, and then Leeds did it. Yep. And then uh, Wigan did it again with Hull FC, and they weren't even in the World Club Challenge. They just come over, you know. And I was yeah. pointing that out, and St Helens fans were getting upset, and fans from other clubs were saying, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird that they won't do it. So I ran a poll on our Fergo Freak Pod Twitter account, and I said, what do you think about St Helens' refusal to take part in the World Club Challenge in 2022? We've had 412 um, votes so far, and 60% of people say it's totally embarrassing, while 40% say it's totally acceptable. Interesting. Mm. I mean, still, it's a a pretty clear majority that agree with with your perspective there, roughly so. Well, it wasn't my perspective. Do you think? It was on the, the poll for the podcast i have nothing to do with the podcast twitter do you do you think st helens are scared yes sorry you're going to continue going and do you think they're scared that they're going to lose their fifth straight game in sydney in australia by coming over um yes well the thing that was pointed like here's the thing right penrith said okay we've got the venue we've got the date we're ready to rock and roll come on over We'll host you. And St. Helens said, well, we want heaps and heaps of money to do that. And it's like, what? you're fucking St. Helens. No one's paying you. Just come over and play the game. And that's apparently their problem. They want money. They want and money. Want, they want money. And I pointed out, like, you're not Wigan. You're not Leeds. Like, like you can go to most places in Australia and say, how about Wigan? And people say, oh, yeah, great rugby league team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to most places and say, how about St. Helens? They'll say, hmm, what? Did you mean St. George? St. George? No. What? Is, is it a feeder team for St. George? It's like, no. So there's a certain draw for teams. And I think that St. Helens really need to understand that if they the, – the game has a venue, it has a date, and if they want to play the game – They've got, they've got the easiest part. You fly over. Everything else has been sorted out. You know, Penrith will will host them uh, graciously, absolutely crush them on the field. But it's not about that, Andrew. It's about the occasion. And I think that it's weird that they are just uh, – they don't want to do it. And I think that it must come down to finances. Finances? I don't know. I was- I I think if we're going to be honest about this, yeah. Most of the times, whenever you've got a competition to find out who the best is in something, yeah, it's usually the team that's just become the champion, mm-hmm. and you'd have them play against the former champion, mm-hmm. which would be the Roosters. I mean, well, I had the Roosters I... beat both Wigan and St Helen in successive years. Mm. What what claim does St Helens have to be better than that? I mean. St. Helens haven't won against an NRL team since 2007. I think no, they beat no. Bris- didn't they beat the Broncos in 2007? 
I, I can't remember because I, I barely pay attention to the World Club Challenge most of the time. Yeah, yeah, it was. I just haven't looked there. So there, they beat Brisbane 18-14 in 2007. I don't think they've ever won a game since. Well, and the thing is that, like, I had a, just a couple of Roosters fans. I mean, there's not many of them. It's pretty rare you, you run into a Roosters fan. And they were saying, well, we're still a World Club champions. And it's like, what the fuck are you people talking about? They're not well, even the best team in Eastern Sydney. No, 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 but they, they've they got more claim to be a world champion than St. Helens do. Oh, there's no doubt about that. It's, St. Helens haven't been a world champion for 14 going on 15 years very soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as I said, like the Roosters won the world championship the last two times it was played. So if we're going to go, as I was saying, if we go by that basis, then surely Penrith needs to play the Roosters to determine who the best in the world is. And which we have done, and we beat them. Exactly. So it's already done and dusted. Yeah. What St Helens want to play for third or something? And, and they the can play is, to the Roosters and lose to them again if they like. That's all they know how to do. <laughs> Maybe we just send the Roosters over to play because it's all about money for the English game, and we and all know that. We've got. Do we know how much? That. Do we know how much money St Helens want? No, I don't even think it got to that point. I think that Penrith were like, we're ready to rock and roll. And St. Helens said, we want you to pay us an exorbitant amount of money. And Penrith was just like, uh, go away. Like, Penrith will make more money playing a trial game against Parramatta at Penrith Footy Stadium than they will against St. Helens. Because Parramatta, is a, they're a better club. They're a bigger club. And they play, you know, it's just a different level of competition. You know, the Panthers going and stepping back a level or two or three to play St. Helens, it doesn't really do anything for them outside of saying, look, we took part in this event that, you know, English fans, uh, it's more important to English fans than it's ever been to Australian fans. But I just thought it was a generous offer that the Panthers made and St. Helens threw it back in their face. And I thought it was weird, but I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that St. Helens are, they're not a big club. They're not a Wigan or a Leeds. Um, and they probably just don't have the financial capacity to, to, to you know, leave St. Helens. Well, they're not as big as Wigan or Leeds. I mean, they're, they're also not as big as, say, Huddersfield. Huddersfield covers a pretty big area. Or Hull. Well, Hull came out as well. Hull was out here in, what, 2018? Yeah. Huddersfield's yeah. been unlucky, let's be honest. They've been unlucky. They've come yeah. close. Yeah. But they've been unlucky. Because, you know, last time they had like a genuine world-class team, they didn't have a world-club challenge in place. Yeah, and the thing is, like, if if you're from Huddersfield, if you're born in Huddersfield, I mean, straight away you're unlucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my father-in-law was born there. He's a good man. He is a good man. But let's face it, he wasn't born in, like, uh, I don't know. We're somewhere that's better than Huddersfield. We just go. Sometimes there's an exception to the rule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I'll get um, you out of that. I'll get you out of that hole. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Look, I think um, I was going to ask you, what do you think would be a genuinely legitimate and reasonable amount to give St Helens for them to come out here? Not Seven. not for the not for them to say yes. Yeah. But what do you think the value of this game is that they should accept? Well, the, they don't have to put any money into stadium costs. 
into the the stadium fees. What yeah, if, and that uh, that's it. How about if we just paid their flights? No, they can fly over themselves. I, I didn't say what airline they're going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can they can fly over themselves. Get on Tiger Airways or whatever the fuck is left. Uh, we'll get Rex. Rex. Do the Rex go to? No, it'll. The Rex has a small tank, so it's going to have to make a few stops. It could take a while. Yeah, that's true. But um, no, they hey, should. You're looking after regional airlines. Look, if they can't afford flights and accommodation, and it wouldn't even be for that long. That's probably why they didn't want, you know, it's probably why a lot of the English clubs didn't want the, a team in Canada. True. It's too much to fly to Canada. I mean, imagine having to fly to Australia and back again. Well, like, and when I line it up with what the the New Zealand Warriors have been through for the last two years, and I just think St. Helens should have just, like, said, you know what? We don't want to be compared to the New Zealand Warriors and just look that bad. So we're going to go over there. We're going to fly to Australia. We're going to, we're going to, you know, you've got costs. You're a rugby league club. If you can't afford to play rugby league games, are you really a rugby league club? That's that's a very good point. Mm. Very good point. Um, And I think Wigan would have been here. And I think Leeds would have been here. Wigan would have played the game already. Wigan would be in Australia right now, and they've probably played two games against anyone. They'd they'd have had two warm-up games. Yeah. They'll be getting ready to to play the game, you know, in a few days' time. Yeah. They'd uh, have done a great great amount of uh, advertising of the games. You know, they would have played two games in regional New South Wales. People would have been like, oh, that's Wigan. That's Wigan's rugby league team. Yeah. Yeah. Said it, it, you know, it's not like St Helens where they would have said, "Who's this?" Yeah, no, that's what they would have. They would have said, "Who's this?" They wouldn't have called them spinals or cowards because at least they were there. Exactly, exactly, and no one should call them spineless or cowards. I think that's unfair. I'd never call them spineless or cowards or, or gutless. Or gutless. I think that, that's unfair calling them gutless. It really is, but I think that. Um, I think that they should have got on a plane and I think they should have come over and they could have enjoyed a, an interesting time over in Australia. They could have experienced what the likes of Hull FC and the Leeds Rhinos and Wigan have experienced themselves. And, you know, I think that the outlook on their club would have been different. I've, I've just been having to think about this. You know what I reckon they might be scared of? Well, it's not actually the result. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fear that if they come over here, Ricky Stewart will sign up half their team and they won't have a squad to play next year. Well, look, there's that possibility. But then I was thinking to myself, right, you think of all of the – like if I said to you, tell me a dozen former Wigan players that have come over and played in Australia. Pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Not that many St. Helens players. Yeah, but, I mean, Ricky will sign any of them. True. He'll he sign is- anyone with an accent. Where were you born? Was it in Australia? No. Okay, sign here. The, he sits them down to negotiate and says, can I get anything for you to drink? And if they say, do you have any gravy? He's like, it just whatever you want, you can have it. Just so stay. Dip, please. dip the nib of that fountain pen in that gravy boat and sign away, son. <laughs> 
and it's worked out great for Ricky Stewart. You know, it has, it has, it's worked out great for him. But uh, but yeah, the concern. I thought that that was um, it's something that's caused quite a lot of of a stir on Twitter, and uh, I think it's something that St Helens should address. I really do. And if look, if they can't afford to fly over, that's all right. I would never want to pressure a smaller club to push itself beyond its means. But, um, you know, I, I think it would have been cool for them to come over. Anyway, they've uh, obviously got some financial constraints. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, I was, I was happy to help out. I was thinking we could do a bit of a whip round. Maybe we could get the local CWA to sell some cakes and some slices. We could put on a, a, a few barbecues at Bunnings. Yep, yep. Raise a few bob. Um, Start so a go me. Yeah, I was thinking, like, how much do they want? Because we might be able to get a few hundred bucks. It can't be too much. I mean, it's St. Helens. We can't undersell how good some of those cakes and slices are, the ladies at the CWA make. They are really bloody good. top line, mate. Chocolate crackles. Oh, sublime, mate, sublime. Yeah. Some um, lamingtons. The, that's where the best lamingtons are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So it's uh, I I don't know what more they want. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one. But they made that decision, and uh, you know that's it's going to be an unfortunate black mark on their club for the rest of its however long it's around. But um, yeah, I, th- I thought that that was unfortunate for them and their fans and and their history and the way they'll be perceived going forward as a, hey. as a hobby club. There's nothing to be worried about forfeiting either. I mean, there's been a ton of those in England in the last two years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm sure that I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if St Helens were were one of those teams that had an opposition forfeit against them. I'm sure that happened at some point. But um, yeah, could have. I mean, look, if they had given us enough of a warning that they were going to um, make this decision, we could have invited a a Wigan or a Leeds or a Hull FC. I think Catalan would have come over. I think plenty of teams would have come over just for the exhibition event. But um, St. Helens ran scared from it. I don't know why. Yeah, they, weren't, they weren't gutless. They weren't cowards. They weren't spineless. I don't want anybody calling them cowards. No, uh, that's it's definitely... It's unfair. Yeah. They're just, they're just a small club, you know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect... They've you got know. a budget, Andrew. They've got a yeah. budget, and you can't go above the budget. We've always talked about sustainability, and if a club can't afford to travel to a game, that's okay. Yeah. That's that's completely fine. Yeah, it's understandable. It's been yeah. tough. COVID's been tough. It's been tough on everyone. It has. It has. It really has. It really has. It's almost as bad as the flu. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Um. What Is else that, have been going on? Well, I, I haven't seen too much other rugby league news. Hey? Have we had some emails? Uh, no, I don't think so. Although maybe we have one from going back a little bit. Let me, it's been a month. Let me, let me, because uh, remember there was one that, that went missing. Yeah, yeah. Did they, uh, they get back to you? No, no. Oh. Yeah. Generally didn't give a shit. Well, I'm guessing they might have not heard that that podcast but hang on because 
I get so much spam now at the moment. It's ridiculous. Okay, let's see if I can find it. Is this one? No, I don't so need the, help with SEO. The NRL is named, I think this might be part of David Middleton's annual. It mm-hmm. is, yes. The team of the year. Oh, go, who's in it? Um, okay. So his team of the year, he's just got a, a starting 13, so it's not a 17 inside. It's uh, Tom Trebojevic, Alex Johnson, Matt Burton, Joseph Manu, Brian T'o, Cody Walker, Nathan Cleary, uh, Payne Haas, Brandon Smith, James Fisher-Harris, Isaiah Papali'i, Angus Crichton, and Cameron Murray. I, t- I couldn't argue with any of them. Can you think of anyone that really would force their way into that team? Not really, no. No. It's pretty um, pretty solid, that. Yeah, yeah. It made a... Largely of the same few players. Payne Haas, um, I think he's the only player from outside the top four. Oh, no. There's a Niels player there as well. Manly, South, Penrith, Roosters, Broncos, Storm, Eels. There you go. Yeah. That's a, teams. that's a really good team, that one. That's pretty solid, that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's... Um, that's that's the team of the year, I suppose. Yeah, you could probably say Jerome Lewis might have been a bit a bit hard done by, but it's hard to argue with Cody Walker being been in there. He had an absolute brilliant year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's uh, you know what I was thinking the other days. I went to the NRL website, and there's it's just there's no news on there anymore, and it's just disappeared as an information source, and it's that way because. Uh, Foxtel and, and Fox Sports and Channel 9 didn't like to have to be competing with the NRO website as an information source. Correct. And I remember we did a podcast, it must have been about two years ago now, where we said how we don't really go to the NRL too much for the news stories. And like if something, say there's a scandal that breaks in the in the game, you can't go to the NRL for the news on that because the NRL has vested interest. But it was still a good information source on general uh, rugby league news in terms of injuries and, and maybe what players are up to off the field and things like that. And I, it just got me thinking how it's it's sad that now you can't go to the NRL website for that sort of information because you can't go to Fox Sports and channel 9's media for any of that information because they're they're garbage they're absolute garbage yeah at the moment it's all um it's either lists or tell us what you think type mm. stuff or like, one of our give one us of our content em- or one of our employees said something that was stupid and so let's make a story out of that yeah um speaking of fox Sports, i was just having a look over there and they've got a Every NRL club's big Christmas wish for 2022. Oh, really? Should we go through it? Yeah, go and have a look at it. Let's see what they come up okay. with. <clears throat> Penrith Panthers. To avoid a premiership hangover. Wow, they thought out about that one. Yeah, that's a, yeah, they put a lot of thought in that. Um, South Sydney. To avoid a Wayne Bennett hangover. Bit mm. of copy and paste going on there. Yeah. Um, Manly. Bubble wrap for Tom Trebojevic. They literally come up with one sentence for each club. Oh, no, they've got 
they expand on it a little bit, but it's okay. basically just um at the moment stating the bleeding fucking obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um the rooster's a clean bill of health. What do you reckon Parramatta's might be? Uh w- it would it be um let me think. Would it be something like to go one better or something like that? Not far off a premiership. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they should just do that for every club, shouldn't they? Well, yeah. The Knights. The Knights. What would the Knights one be? Uh, the Knights. What do you to, hold they need? To, to hold on to Ponga. A halfback. A halfback. <laughs> the Titans. The Titans. I'll, I'll give you a clue. You yeah. were far off earlier. Yeah, I was thinking along those lines for David Fafita to actually play. David Fafita to earn his keep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Sharks. The Sharks. Would it be something about their home ground, going back to other home ground? No, it's better than you, Coach. If it's given to deliver. Okay. The Raiders. Whiten to come alive. All Appar- right. Apparently he died. He died. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jack White. Um, the Dragons, to stay off the front page. Isn't that where you want to be at the end of the year, on the front page? Pretty much. Um, the Warriors, international borders to open. Yeah, to go home. Um, the West Tigers, they don't know much here. Tim Sheens to be Tim Sheens. Who is he at the moment? Is is that what they wrote, Tim Sheens yeah. to be Tim Sheens? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure he's still. T- I don't think he stopped being Tim Sheens. Yeah, he's still Tim Sheens. Yeah. Although for a while there, he did. Uh, he was Sarah Jessica Parker for eight yeah, months. But, but he he got a bit carried away in the celebrations after the 2005 Grand Final. That's gonna happen. It's fair enough as well. Probably didn't need to go on for six years, but you can understand. Mm-hmm. Um. The Broncos, a 5'8 to step up and partner Adam Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Things uh, are underwhelming, eh? I just saw the Cowboys one. <laughs> Jason Tamalolo? No. What? Tell me what you what you think the chances are of this one happening. Like one, on a scale of one to ten, one being no chance and ten being, yep, that's definitely going to happen. Okay. Chad Townsend to play like an $800,000 a year player. Oh, can we go to minus numbers? <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy that they went the, after him. The dumb thing here, okay, mm. is the one st- they've only provided one stat in here to talk about how poor he, he was playing last year. Mm. <laughs> what was it? The 30-year-old had a career-worst 3.8 missed tackles per game in 2021. If I had a halfback that missed 3.8 tackles per game, I wouldn't give a shit. I literally wouldn't give a shit. I didn't put a halfback in the side to make a shit ton of tackles. Yeah. And he, if he's if a small guy's only missing 3.8 tackles per game, that's pretty damn good. That's the only bad stat they could come up with. How about look at the number of try assists he's had or the line break assists he has? Yeah. Or, you know... Um, you know, just there's so many stats out there you can look at. 
kicks that led to tries, like things like kicks that. Were, kicks that led to repeat sets. Yeah, he he was uh, he was dreadful. He was dreadful. Yeah. There's not been many players that have gone from. It's weird when you see a player that is a pretty handy player, and he's a pretty handy player. You know, he he won yeah. that. Um, he won the um, what's that horse race that the premiership one that they did where the horses, you know, the one. Premiership with the horses. Yeah, where they won a premiership with all of that horse. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah. I think the, yeah, there's another one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they won that, and so he's won a, a premiership. You know, he was, I think he was a jockey, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, with some tremendous, tremendous athletes, and then it just has fallen away so quickly. There's not too many players that you see that happen with so dramatically for no real reason either. Yeah, he plateaued hard and it mm. never back up. Um, the Bulldogs, an accountant. It's almost like they're trying to be funny there. Yeah. See, the problem that the Bulldogs are going to have is that that uh, Phil Gould likes to play fantasy rugby league. Look, and he, true. he basically treats these lineups like that. So they're going to start offloading players to other clubs. I know. But the thing is, this, they've got this opinion that because they've signed so many big-name players, that they must be at the cap limit. But they they must be very close to the cap floor at the moment. Because they've, they've not been paying much to players for the last few years. You know, they've got their cap in order, but they've had no big-name players there, really. So they must have been, you know, there's a there's a cap floor and a cap ceiling. Yeah, you have to spend a minimum under the salary cap. That's right. And they yeah. must have been sitting close to that cap floor for, yeah. for at least the last two seasons. Well, there, there used to be a, a thing that you could do with the salary cap, and I don't know if they closed it or not, where, so say last year, if the if the Bulldogs had, say, let's just say $200,000 still to spend under the cap, they could give that to a player that they signed for this season. And and so they would get $200,000 in 2021 under the Bulldogs cap. And then they would join the club the following season and get their normal salary. I, I My guess is they probably closed that loophole. Yeah, I've got a feeling they did close that. Yeah. Cause it was a, it's a silly way around the cap. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. But yeah. um, it, well, it also took negotiating power away from the clubs that already had the player because they couldn't spend money from another season because they're already spending that money on that player. On that player, yeah. So it's exactly. given unfair advantage to other teams. Yeah. So, but like the thing that that Phil Gould did when he was at Penrith, and the the reason that the Panthers could get through it is because of their junior system. He would sign players to long term deals, and the joke was like uh, he'd sign a player to a four year four year deal. And it'll be interesting to see where he's actually playing in 18 months because that's what used to happen. And there was a whole bunch of players he did that with. But the Panthers were able to sort of get through that because their juniors would come through and they'd have some young player that was on almost minimum contract and they would play really well off the, you know, as soon as they come to first grade. The Bulldogs don't have that luxury. No, that's exactly right. Um, it's uh, just going back over that list again. It's the most underwhelming piece of shit I've read for a while. Yeah, yeah. 
But the, they're just going right. Let's just state the bleeding obvious mm-hmm. on everything and hope no one notices. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, a staff right? Like, we won't say who it was if it wasn't, but was that a staff rider's one? Uh, it's It's got a staff rider's. Let's have a look. Yeah, it's staff riders. Yeah, yeah. It, felt, it feels <laughs> like one that was uh, outsourced to somebody that, you know, just went with that most obvious shit. Yeah. Um, the amount of research that you would have had to do for an article like this mm. is next to zero. Yeah. Which suggests that it has to be someone at Fox Sports who knows absolutely nothing about the fucking game um, and states the bleeding obvious all the time and thinks that it's somehow some sort of breaking news. I'm thinking James Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Seems like a lot of information in one of his articles. Well, the other thing that makes me think it's not James Hooper is it's more than 180 words. True, that's true. He's a he's glorified blogger. Um, <laughs> he's not even glorified. He's just a shit blog. blogger. He's just a fucking blogger. Um, <laughs> you know, one of that. We've got the uh, NRL All Star Game that's coming up, and it's coming up on the 12th of February, which is starting to get close. You know. It's going to be interesting to see if that game's played with crowds. I hope it is, because if it is, I'll go to it. It's at Parramatta Football Stadium, uh, and it's the New Zealand Maori versus the Indigenous All-Stars. Um, Who are you booing in that game? Uh, I, I, I'd have to boo the Maori team. I'd have to. Uh, there's too many of the players in the Indigenous side who who I'd really like watching play footy, you know? And this, I, this is what I hate about this is that you always mm-hmm. want to have a team you go for and a team you don't want to go for when, you, when mm-hmm. you're watching any sport. Yeah. But there's so much I love about the way both um, Islander, Maori, um, Aboriginal, mm-hmm. um, all these Indigenous different um, cultures, they've all got their own very unique and very entertaining way of playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I don't like that they make it, um, you know, two indigenous sides playing against one another. Mm-hmm. You you can't you can't cheer for one team. You have to cheer for both because they're both brilliant in their own right. Well, I remember in the remember they had that World Cup uh, exhibition game. I think it was two thousand and eight. Yeah, and I I remember they opened, what, opened with the Aborigines versus uh, Maori, didn't they? Yeah, and like. I watched that game and just enjoyed the game. Like I, I, like you said, it wasn't like I was against one team, you know. Um, and, and but I guess most people want to have a team that they want to win and want to lose. Like there's not many people sit down and they're like, I don't care who wins and loses this game as long as it's a good game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it but it is a, a strange situation. It was kind of, it's kind of like I remember in the cricket where they had. Uh, the tri series a number of years ago for the one day cricket, and then they brought in the Australian A team, and it was like, well, who do we go for here? Australia's playing Australia A, and people generally wanted the Australian A team to win because, you know, it was all the younger players or fringe players and things like that, and they wanted it's to see one up. Yeah, it's an underdog, and it kind of didn't really work out, but. I didn't, guess they, didn't they get to the final though against Australia? 
I can't remember. Hey, I, I think they got to one of the the uh, World Series finals. Yeah, I was talking about the uh, World Series cricket, and I made it. Somebody had posted. Remember that uh, innings Michael Bevan played and uh, won the game against the West Indies. Oh yeah, and. Like, I, I just remember how massive that was in Australia when that happened. And what a difference it is now. Like, I haven't watched a single ball of the Ashes. And I I used to watch all the cricket. I used to be all in on the cricket over summer. And I just don't care anymore. And it's I posted about it, and I was shocked at how many people agreed. It's been hard to get into. I think... Um... I personally blame T20. That's yeah. only because I think T20 is absolute dog shit. Yeah. Um, so I'll blame T20 for everything. Yeah. That's just me. I um, also I also think when they started, um, when they moved, there's two things I blame it on. I think on a lower level, I think when they changed the Sheffield Shield so you could play for whoever, it wasn't just playing for your normal state. I think that was a massive problem because it was straight away that all of the interest went out of it and the um you know the whole thing about it was that it was a proper representative competition and then it stopped being a representative competition completely and so that meant that the the quality of the competition suffered because new south wales used to have you could have put new south wales into the test arena they would have been one of the top five test teams though it was ridiculous yeah and Queensland would have been really good, and Victoria would have been really good, you know. Um, and it just diluted everything, and and I think that that was a problem. And then when they started to say, okay, this test team and the one-day team, we're going to make them different, and then they started rotating players, and it was all of a sudden you've got like, you know, 70 players that can claim to have been Australian international players, and it just... I think that it diluted a lot of stuff. And when you chucked on top of that, the T20, which is just mindless shit and of the poorest quality you can get. And then on top of that, they made so many games where it's like it none, none of it really matters anymore. No. No, the T20, I think, has been the worst thing that's ever happened to cricket. Yeah. Like, I, I know that it makes uh, – it. it ticks a lot of boxes for marketing types, but geez, it is, it's trash. It's dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agree. <laughs> Fully agree. What were we talking about before? Rugby league. Yeah, there rugby is, league. There is one bit in rugby league news we haven't touched on yet. What is it? NRL players have been banned from all indoor venues such as pubs, nightclubs, and even cinemas, and will need people visiting their house to pass a uh, a rat test, which is a rapid antigen test, beforehand, as all 16 clubs were ordered to delay their return to pre-season training. It's pretty full on, hey? Yeah, these rat tests, um, I've got to do them every day before I start work. So I've, I do five every every week. Yep. Um, it's just a self-administered COVID test. You just don't put the, the nasal swab all the way down to the uh, bottom of your lung. It just goes inside your nostril. Um, and you don't have to do the one that goes all the way down and, you know, test your gag reflex. I don't know why they're testing that for with uh, with COVID. But, uh, yeah, you don't have to do the tongue one either. You just pop it inside your nostril, swirl it around on both sides and you check it in this little thing of solution and swirl it around and put a few drops in the 
nasal pregnancy test kit they provide you with and then you find out you're not pregnant and then you can go to work again i I can tell you why you do that the one where it goes right down the throat because you've got to work out who the keepers are that's well this is true i I don't know if you want to if if, you know doing that during a COVID test is the ideal timing for that process but uh when else are you going to get this shit done i've had friends of mine uh, female friends of mine that have just sent me the picture of that rapid antigen test and i have thought they were all pregnant (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's how about the big blow up about um you know different different companies selling those tests and harvey norman was selling them and things like that people are like it's profiteering and it's like this whole thing is profiteering what are you upset about yeah really yeah weird. it's like it's a corporation selling your tests like does it matter where the fuck they are yeah it's it's all a bit nuts it, it is every, everything is going to be made for profit at some stage exactly yeah you're not going to pe- give this shit away for free all the time yeah and people were like oh why aren't we getting why aren't we getting all of this stuff for free and it's like you realize that when the government buys it it's not free yeah taxpayers money buying it as well it's i don't know i thought it was all silly and i understand people need these tests now because workplaces like yours are saying that um you know you need to pass these tests to come in but it's um there's a lot of madness out there at the moment hey yeah yeah there's still there's still a hint of panic buying going on in, in the community yeah what are people buying at the moment still toilet paper yeah still I had someone buy um, 160 rolls of toilet paper last Friday. Jesus. Yeah. So um, they, they're planning a big night on the on the can, that's for sure. <laughs> um, lots of alcohol. Mm-hmm. That was going up um, either side of New Year's. Yeah. So it wasn't just New Year's for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's pretty much it at this stage. It's not It's not over the top, but you can just sense that with all the case numbers going up all over the place. There's a few people out there getting a bit, you know, on edge going, yeah, there's a lockdown coming. I can feel it. I can feel it in the air. Yeah. So they, it, they start panic buying a little bit. It feels, it really does feel like there's a lockdown coming, hey? Um, if you're in an NRL team right now, mm-hmm. would you be would you be upset if a bunch of your players got this strain right now? Like you, you, they're getting towards coming back for proper pre-season. And they're going to have to jump through all of these hoops. And if you get COVID during the season, you're going to have to sit out games. Would you rather them get this Omicron strain now? Um, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, that's, oh, that's been, oh boy. Okay. Man, that was horrible. Yeah. You're oh, right. I can't sit down. Yeah. I'll just stand up for a little bit. Okay. Oh, fuck off. I stand old. Oh, man, that is horrible. I got, call- I got called old by somebody on Twitter today whose hairline was retreating hard. <laughs> oh, that's not giving up. Really? Oh, man. Where's the Where's the uh, cramp? Uh, hamstring in the right back of my uh, thigh. Are we talking grade two, grade three? Oh, 
fuck the hell, man. Well, if anyone wants to uh, join a podcast, we just had a space open. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man, now I know how those footballers feel in the last 25 minutes of a game when they're up by two. I've never had a hamstring cramp. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So it actually does hurt. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Is it settling down? A little bit. That's good. Not much, though. you got to stretch it out and drink Gatorade. I don't have any Gatorade. I don't look. Have you got an my, onion? My son's waking up. Oh, shit. <laughs> we should end the podcast like this with you in extreme pain. Oh, I've got to go. Yeah, this is horrible. Okay. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs>